If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this episode of Mind Pump, Justin, Adam, and I have some fun introductory conversation. Last about 44 minutes. We went on for that long? We did. Yeah, we did. We talked about Jerry Belvedere. The mouse. Who is that? He's a friend Shh, of ours. Don't tell anybody. That lives in here now. Got to find out. We talk about me mispronouncing a word. Actually, made up a word. Mini moles. In you a pulled, previous you episode. An Adam there. Yeah. My apologies. Uh, we talk about my keto dinner at the Brazilian steakhouse. Uh, delicious. Yeah. We talk about trailer parks and how Adam thinks that's the next place <laughs> that everyone's going to crave. Wanna, wanna uh, you learn. heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. Invest, invest, invest. Then we talk about the new stupid challenge people are doing on the internet, the Tide Pod Challenge. I'm confused by that. Are there some fat-burning benefits? Find out this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Then we talk about the lipstick challenge. Uh, Justin did that on Adam. I, yeah, I did. <laughs> this is not the rainbow dick We won't one. post that one. Don't worry. And then we talk about <laughs> eco-sexuality. You love the environment? Yeah, when's the last time you fucked Prove the it. Yeah. <laughs> Prove you love the environment. Show us how much you love the environment. <laughs> yeah. We talk about the split of California. Gotta love those stupid economic policies. Yeah. And the high-speed rail that we're building here versus the Hyperloop. Is it really that fast? Earthquakes yeah. are going to split us anyway. And we mentioned our sponsors. We talked about Thrive Market. We actually opened up a box of stuff for me from Thrive Market. Because they're our sponsor, we've actually hooked you guys Aren't up with something. so special? If you go to thrivemarket.com forward slash mind pump, this is what they're going to do for you. And this is only for mind pump listeners. You get a month free membership, $20 off your first three orders of $49 or more, and free shipping. You basically have nothing to lose. We also mentioned our other sponsor, Four Sigmatic. I talked about their sleep stick. Uh, drink this before bed, sleep like you're dead, but be alive. Wow. If you go to Four Sigmatic, dot com forward slash mind pump you got to spell for uh and enter the code mind pump at checkout you'll get a huge discount then we get into the questions the first question was look if our bodies are super adaptable like we say they are why haven't they adopted adapted modern society yet like why aren't we adapted to a high sugar diet not moving that much uh, not sleeping that much. Like when are our genes gonna catch up? Yeah come on man. Maybe we should just let I people eat die. like shit and be awesome. The next question was, uh, if we're built for survival, then why aren't we craving greens and veggies and fruits and stuff that are good for us? Or would you? Yeah, exactly. Next question, uh, we've all been working out for a long time. Do we still find it exciting and fun? Is it like that first day or is it boring now? Our gonna... answers might surprise you here. They will. The, the last question is, what is our opinion on all the hype surrounding Vegan and veganuary, 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 veganuary. Why is that so hard to say? <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, it's in January, that's why there's this trend where everybody's avoiding meat in January. And what do we think about that? Do we bash it or are we on board? Probably both. Uh, also, uh, it's still January, it's still the month everybody typically decides to get super serious about fitness. I don't believe you. But if you are if you are super serious, Ooh, I got a great way to prove you wrong. Yeah, if you're like, hey Sal, you're full of shit, man. I'm fucking serious. <laughs> this is what you do: you enroll in our Maps Super Bundle. It's a year of exercise programming. We're calling it the Maps Challenge. See if you can complete all of the Maps programs as they're laid out in all of 2018. 
take a before, take an after picture, show everybody how effective the programs are because they are super effective. It's the super bundle. It's the only program that we know of in existence that'll plan out your entire year. But in January, we've added another awesome thing to this. Sal doesn't believe you can do this. If you enroll in any of our bundles, because we have other ones, you're going to get a free t-shirt. Now, these t-shirts are phenomenal. They are limited edition. Uh, They are very comfortable. Adam wears one to bed every single night. You'll get a free one with any bundle. If you're interested in this, all you got to do is go to mindpumpmedia.com and enroll. Let's name the mouse in in the studio. That's what you said. I know. Jerry. I'm looking at Justin. I'm trying Jerry? to because I feel like oh. Justin will come up with the best name. Yeah. For, what what for, can we name the mouse that we have? I like Jerry in the studio. That's Sh- not original, dude. Little Schnauzer. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I don't know. Yeah. I think I I hyped you too much. You did. Schnauzer. Sh- sh- like yeah. Little, All right. Little Schnauzy. We need to let's come up with a name right now for the mouse. Okay. Uh, I'm um, thinking. Um, I don't know. I like. Uh, <sighs> Belvedere. Oh yeah, that's a good call. Want to call him Belvedere? Yeah. You get what do you think, Adam? Bel- little, Belvedere for the mouse. I like Jerry, man. Little Buck. You like? Okay, so Jerry Belvedere. Jerry Belvedere. Jerry Belvedere that's, is the mouse. That's pretty regal. I want to hear what happened because we already got one. We got no two. There were two that we got. Yeah. One. Yeah, we snapped one. One before that. Wow. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I was going to admit that on the show. You get a lot of pissed off people about that. But we did eat it later, so it was Uh, the body didn't go to waste. Yeah. So we caught one with in a box that Mm. Justin. um, Yeah, I was trying to be all cool at first, but hey, man, you didn't get the message. Do you? I wonder if it was the same one. Snapped you. You think he came back? Maybe. So we had we caught one, then we killed one, and now there's another one. But this is the last mouse standing, and he's a he's a survivor. What did he do, Adam? I want I want you to tell everybody what he did. He well, Doug got smart and figured out that he liked the peanuts, and we've been buying peanuts from Thrive Market. And so, since we had an abundance of these, which is probably what drew these guys into our studio, <laughs> uh, Doug decided they to smell that to double down on the, on the yeah double down on the peanuts, and he's now using the peanuts on the traps, and it's been working. But with apparently Jerry is a little more is smarter than his brother. Because he's found a way to get the peanuts off the trap without getting oh, the trap to go off. Jerry. Yeah. That that almost makes me not want to do any. I want to almost catch him and keep him as a pet because he's smart. Well, he just he deserves it. Like mm. <laughs> you won. Yeah, yeah, he deserves the whole thing. So God, do you remember it. the game Mouse Trap? Games with us. I love Mouse Trap. Yeah, Mouse it's, it's a oh shit. What are that those was elaborate to set up? Hold yeah, on was, a second. It was. There's it's a name. Whole, there's a name yes, for creating yes. a very complicated. Yes. Is it a Rubo Ruber? Yeah, Rube Goldberg. Rube Goldberg? What is it called? Uh, what is it called, Doug? Those big complicated... Yeah, it's like a Rube's... Uh, Rube's... Is it a Rube Goldberg Rube, Yeah, machine? it's like Rube. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. God damn it! I love it sometimes when I'm right. Listen, I got to say something real quick. Sometimes I was listening to an episode. Rube. I was listening to one of our last episodes, and I mispronounced the word so bad. <laughs> that, that was... I was... And I fixed it in the episode, but as I heard it, yeah, Have you guys? It's a Rube Goldberg. Yeah. See. Have you guys ever uh, listened to yourself on the show and just felt so embarrassed about yourself All that the you time. had to stop almost yeah. every day? All the oh, time. really? Yeah. yeah. Okay, almost. so this is the first time <laughs> <That's why> I, <laughs> I listen in moderation. You know so, what I mean? I, I have to blast myself all the time just so, to keep myself in check. So I was trying to talk about how many ketones I had in my urine because I did the peat strip, and I said instead of millimoles, 
I said mini moles. I I, I heard you correcting yourself <laughs> on that. I was like, bro, oh, mini moles. So me and my girl, yes, it's like a strip mall, me like and, a little mini mall. Me and Jessica were on our way to dinner last night. By the way, celebrated uh, early anniversary. We have our anniversary coming up. All right. And uh, we were driving over there and we're listening to the episode. And I said mini moles twice or something like that. And I didn't correct it for like like five minutes later. Dude, I was so <laughs> I got so angry with myself. <laughs> Did anybody, did anybody call you out on Instagram? It's a new episode, and so I'm hoping yeah, that this for one. All the scientists. I want this one to oh, get out first. That's a new first. measure. I want this one to get out first, so someone will correct me. I'm like, no, I no. know, bitch. Listen, you can, to- you can live in my world for a day. You know, because <laughs> people love to DM me right away. Let me know. <laughs> hey, did you yeah. know you fucked this world up? Like, yeah, dude, I know that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I, my, well, co- my co-host pointed out right not away. A, it's not a word. I was, that, I was there too. Yeah, it's not a word most people know. So I know some scientists or doctors will be like, hmm, yeah. Yeah. Mini mole. Yeah, <laughs> they're probably in the lab. Just. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, knew like, he was like, wrong. He probably just like he's like, such a know-it-all. I knew yeah. he was wrong. Yeah. dude. Yesterday I went to the best restaurant for a keto diet, keto paleo diet ever. Oh, the the um Brazilian steakhouse. Wow, how would yeah. you know? Because of course, of course. When I, <laughs> that's like that's what I when I was on the keto offer. diet. I was like yeah. Katrina and I, like every Friday, was going down to the Brazilian steakhouse. Oh my yeah. it's god, design, it's designed for the it's keto diet. Totally. We went over to Fogo de Chao in uh, Santana Row. Yeah. Wow, that is. I still haven't been there yet, bro. Very really want to go, bro. I had uh, probably. I'm not exaggerating either. I had at least 150 grams of protein in one certain, in one meal, <laughs> and you know what the crazy it's thing easy is? Easy to do. Here's in the crazy situation. Here's the crazy thing, and uh, I hate talking. You know, I'm I'm always leery of talking like this because I know it's going to happen. A bunch of people are going to become keto, you know, addicts or whatever. But here's the deal: I've just recently switched over. I hadn't done keto for a while, and I ate so much food, but I, I avoided all the carbohydrates and starches and. I didn't even have fruit. It was just all fats, vegetables, and uh, meats. And I ate a lot, and I left there, and I felt totally fine. Mm. Normally, I would leave a restaurant like that after eating that much, and I'd be bloated or painful or whatever. No, man, I came home, and I felt good. Had sex and everything. Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the trifecta. Yeah, because normally after me, like- Justin anyway. and I went and had Famous Dave's yesterday without you guys. We did. What's Famous Dave's? It's like uh, Armadillo Willie's or Dickie's, like a barbecue place. The chain came from Chicago. I was actually pumped Where? when it came out. It's in- um, Off of Curtner. Yeah. Near that the, Monterey Gold. The, plant, the you know? plant? Yeah, the plant. Wow. It's right in there. Yeah, you guys yeah. always wait till like, I'm gone. That's yeah. what we did. I'm like, what the fuck is Sal left work at ribs, one o'clock yesterday? Justin, like, you know what? Fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. The company's taking us to lunch. I had, I had to go. I had <laughs> to go. Some I'm yeah. just kidding. You guys, you guys, you guys had, you guys had fun, huh? Yeah, yeah. Of course, good. of course. I, I know. Me and Adam always have. Fun. I don't get jealous. I don't, know, you know. I, I don't get jealous because you guys have your own like little friendship that you guys do. You know what I mean? Without me and stuff, we so. have something special. Me too, and Doug so. hang out a lot, so it's yeah. all good. You know what I mean? Fine. Hey, I'm going to take a left turn on you right <laughs> Listen, now. Listen, you guys are always taking off without me, so whatever. We do. You know what I mean? That is true. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. That is true. Uh, left turn real quick. I, I've been, I don't know where I read this, right? But uh, this was recent that I saw this, that there's this kind of new uh, emerging market that's happening right now with um, these small homes. Now, we've seen it and we've talked about the minimalist homes before. Now, you're talking about mm. like small- Molecule homes. Are you talking about small cholos or small houses? No, 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 no. Actually, trailer parks. <laughs> what? Small homes. <laughs> small, small homes. <laughs> yeah. 
dad joke. Oh, I'm Total right there with you. I got to throw them in every once in a while. You have a lot of mulligans Small. lately. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a lot yeah. of mulligans going on. Three's pushing it, so we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to let that one ride. <laughs> hey, Justin, let, you let me, have to play ball let me on that joke. My, let me introduce you to my small homes over here. <laughs> He's, he's, he's small. Like, hey, he's, I got your back. No, I mean yeah. more like uh, trailers. So uh, even people like Warren Buffett are investing heavily in this right now, which is these trailer parks are becoming the new thing where you go because we where the market is in housing. It's just they're going to get expensive. The now. average. Well, yeah, they are. They're what they're doing. They're smart. They're they're buying up these trailer parks mm-hmm. and they're modernizing them. Right. So they're making them cool trailers. These, But they're making them. You know, kind of hip, like a that's complex. interesting. That's taking off because when I was going to buy a house, like this is right at the, uh, like right after the market really crashed, which I got kind of lucky going in. But um, I was talking to one of my friends, and he's like, "Dude, why don't you just buy you a modular? Know, yeah, modular home." And I'm just like, "Well, get the fuck out of so here. Why I, would I do that?" And I guess it was picking up steam even back then, but had has you know got to this point. It's trendy. I, yeah. I dated I it's not trendy. It's actually I think it's I think it's here to stay and I think it's a Oh, very, I don't think it's not going to stay. I agree with you. I yeah. think it's trending in the sense that it's I can, oh, I can it's see blowing it. Up. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So I, and I think it's brilliant. I think it's smart. Uh, so I had a girl I dated years ago who uh lived in a trailer park and she had a modular, but it was beautiful. It was like a 100 I think she bought it for like a 100 grand, but it was like a 3 bedroom two bath like modular that was put together and the house was all modern looked really cool inside but she lived in like this trailer park type of a community that i felt was like real old and retired I know, there's all these like uh yeah like pe- so, people have certain perception of a trailer right. park so what these guys are doing and what i think is brilliant is they're just changing the image of it instead of it being just drawn appealing to the old older population that's retired making it more hip and more cool to where they've got these little you know like when you go to a car apartment complex and they've like got full sets of teeth yeah, well you know I mean? pool a, a pool and like a basketball hoop and things that things that you would want in your apartment type complex these trailer parks are they're they're remodeling them they're buying these old rundown ones buying the whole thing uh, out so cleaning house yes and then so can i tell you my dream if i well this is if i didn't have kids this would be my dream sal has a dream if i didn't have kids i 100 percent not not making this up i've talked about this so many times with people close to me and uh me and jessica even talked about this and she would be super down can't do it because i got kids and all that but i would for sure be one of those people that buys a fucking motorhome Lives in that shit and just travels around and shit. Yeah, does that all the time. I could see you doing that. I would love to do that. You know how awesome it would be to have like very minimal like physical possessions? You invest your money so you're set and that all that get stuff. old for me. Quick. Yeah, I don't so think so. <laughs> I love how he's so... You know, know. how awesome it would be no. to have like nothing? Yeah. You know how cool it would be to yeah. have nothing and drive around and have... <laughs> <laughs> like, like no, absolutely, that does not sound cool. At I all. think it would be it would be I great. You could travel like the a different... mini tour with our band, for, and I got bro, like frustrated. You could travel. You could live on the beach for a second. You could live in the fucking mountains. You could drive over. Sell here. it, you brother. Could... Sell it. Oh, it would that, be that's great. Like your inner sell. hippie spirit. I yeah, love it. Bro. It yeah. is. Yeah. It's, that's you. It is. Yeah. A, a whole fourteen days of that would be more than enough for me, right there. Yes. No, I'm... that's to, and even that's pushing it. I think seven to ten days. Uh, of living the minimalist lifestyle, and you know what? And I'm, I know there's someone who's listening who totally agrees with you. There's for sure people out there that, uh, and I and I, like I believe to do it occasionally. I believe I believe as a as a group, right? We we do overconsume. We have too every, much shit. Yeah, we do have too much shit. I have too much shit. I'll be the first to admit it. Hundred percent have yeah. too much shit. But I also 
you know, value a lot of the shit that I have too. You know what I'm saying? And I like, I like having those things and I, I do get usage out of some of the things, but there are some things I do believe are wasteful, but I also believe that's part of growing and evolving and learning about yourself too. Like, I think you only make that mistake of wasting money on a, on a thing one or two times. And then you start to realize like, you know what? I really don't fucking use that. What am I doing with that? Like mm. I would never go run out and buy a quad again because I've got a <laughs> yeah. $10,000 quad that sits in my living room, right? That doesn't even get driven anymore. And it's selling such a brilliant idea when I bought it, you know, seven years ago or whatever it was. So I, I are you going to sell it? No. I won't because you know why? Because I won't get nowhere near the amount of money that I've put into it. Well, it's more yeah. than zero. Well, right now you're getting zero for it. Yeah, but if you a quad like that you can find online used, even though mine has really low hours and has about five, six grand in, into it, and it's already brand new, an $8,000 quad, uh, I wouldn't even get six or seven grand for it. So to well, me- Well, whatever you get is more than what you're getting now. That's, a, that's the way you got to look at it. Then, no, that's a stupid way to look at it. You think, why? Because I know me, at one point I'll be on Pismo Beach again and I'll have wanted, I want to drive it. Rent it, rent one. No, they, you can't rent one like mine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, if you're going to use it, that's different. But right, yeah. a lot of times what people will do is, so I can't remember the name of it. There's a term for it in economics and it's where people make this, uh, they, they use this rationale and it's actually, economically speaking, uh, irrational, but it feels rational. So for example, if I go to a movie and I pay for a ticket and it's $10, $10 ticket and I sit down and I'm watching it and, and 30 minutes later, I'm like, this movie fucking sucks, but I already paid for a ticket. So I'm just going to watch all of it. That's irrational because you've already spent the money. The money's already gone. No. So you're not, there, it doesn't change anything. The fact that you're sitting there throughout a movie that you don't like. In fact, you're actually wasting Right. Time. I think the rationale that you have in it. So let's, you know, but if you're going to use it, absolutely. This is the way I look at things. Yeah. But what, what if I don't for another year? Is it, would I still, I still think it's a smart. No, no, no. I'm, if you, Cause if, if you, if you rent something like that, even though you couldn't rent something as nice as that, but even the lower models are still costing you 250 bucks an hour, you know, so I can, or excuse me, 250 bucks for like four hours. So if, if I did something like that, all I would have to do is in my lifetime, use it for five days over the course of the rest of my life and I've pretty much right. negated that's what, what I mean I if you're going to use it yeah. it's fucking worth it so. totally um, have you guys seen the new trend that's all over uh, the internet right now on what trend so, a lot of trends here oh okay so throughout most of history uh, kids teenagers have done stupid shit. Oh, right? I know what you're going to talk about. Are you talking about the things put in your mouth? The fucking, the dishwasher Tide yes. Pods? Oh, I'm so glad you brought what? this up. Katrina told me about this last week yeah. and I forgot to bring it up. Yeah, Justin. What? Okay, it's, 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 it's a challenge for me. So, okay, it's the ones we get. Do you use these? I use these. Yeah, so I use the they're, generic version of them, but I know what they are. Yeah, they're, you've seen them before, Justin. They're little gel pods. Uh -huh. and one, Maybe Doug can look it up on YouTube. Put the Tide pod challenge or something see uh, if it comes no up. yeah 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 for, for the dishwasher yeah. yeah they fucking eat them no what? but they, no they don't eat them they, why the, the, the challenge is to put it in your mouth and keep it in your mouth for as long as you as can long without as you it can. breaking without it breaking right so yeah. well, that's ridiculous yes why would it's, you do that it's totally stupid Doug can you find that it is it is the tide tide pod challenge tide pod challenge why why do why? people do why I don't get it you know, well, I remember being a stupid teenager and coming up with weird things like that, but this one is just Look how many videos there are. The Tide Pot, take the Tide Pot. Wow. A lot of people are doing it. And right. then if and then there's videos of it exploding in people's mouths and then they're 
spitting it out or whatever. Getting all sick and everything from that. Do you know the potential shit you could do to yourself with one of those things? Well, you're drinking detergent. Uh, You could completely burn the inside of yourself. Can I watch one? I haven't watched one. I want to see exactly what they they say or what they do. Maybe a short one. Watch the the top view one, maybe. Somewhat reminds me of when I was in junior high and it was popular to push on somebody's chest to make Make them pass pass out. out. You remember that? Yeah. God, I couldn't believe kids were doing that. I this never kid, got into that. This is a fucking grown ass man doing it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what is fucking, he doing? What are you doing, you asshole? Well, oh, somebody well, at work needs to slap him. Well, he's got two hundred and sixty thousand views. That's what he's doing. Fuck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because back in the day, you would do something stupid, out and you would get a, shit. and you would get attention, right? Yeah. And these days, it's just amplified because of media, social media, whatever. So fast forward to the end, Doug. I want to see it blow up in his face. Yeah. It's almost the end. It's a short video. I want to see the money shot, Doug. Oh, no. He's talking about it. He's talking shit about it. He's not going to actually do it. Again, uh, a grown man. Put it on one of them wait. kids. Uh, he was fa- oh, he just totally faked us on that. Yeah, did he? he did. Yeah. Yeah, he was. I think he was he's just talking switch. Talking about how bad it is and all that stuff. Tide Pod Challenge. Oh. Oh, she's, she's, going she's trying it. to eat it, bro. Oh, she's like chewing on it. No, people are chewing on it. Why? Are you sure it's not, it's not that they're eating it, bro? Why? No. Oh, yeah. She got it to crack. Oh, it's definitely in her mouth. Oh. Oh, it, she did not. Are you like sure it's not to just that. eat it? Let's look up what is the oh. Tide Pod Challenge. Doug, if you don't mind looking that up and then <laughs> letting us know. What is she doing? She's like convulsing. Dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Stupid. That's so funny you brought that up. Katrina wow. was uh, sharing that with me last weekend. She's like, you see what all these kids are doing? I'm like, no. She's like, this... The tide thing, you know our thing. No, you know, know what I want to make. I brought this up a while back, but I want to make you guys watch this. It's like um, I forget what the name of it is, but basically, these girls that will put um, lipstick on, and then they go to eat something, and then they make some stupid face, and they get like millions and millions of what? views. Yeah, yeah. What? I don't even know how you search that. What? Okay, maybe we'll make Drew do this. What the Tide Pod challenge? Yeah. <laughs> you know what we do? What? We make a fake one that's full of like protein powder or something, so it's not poison. Yeah. And then we like we peer pressure the fuck out of them to do it just to see if we can. And then afterwards laugh <laughs> and say it's just it's just protein powder. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like when you like you know like the what is it? God, there's movies where they make. Uh, what movie was it where these guys were being hazed? They were trying to get into a a fraternity. Oh, the brick. Yeah, where they tie the rope to yeah, their to their dick and then they throw the brick oh, off yeah. the that's, uh, the bridge, but then the, the rope is long too long, so the brick. That's Home Depot. It's yeah. uh, we uh, maybe uh, got some things to we're do. We're streaking. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why well, can't I think of the name of that right yeah. now? Uh, Come on, old school? Justin. Old school. Old so school. the Tide Pod Challenge is a viral phenomenon where people bite into the Tide brand laundry detergent. See? Oh, I thought they were supposed to just keep it in their mouth. No, and see how- no, they bite it. Why? Oh, why? Be- I don't know, dude. Kids are dumb. That's why just kids are dumb. Yep. Yep, that's exactly why. That's the, There's no the other explanation. Reason, huh? There's zero explanation. You know what's weird what drives me crazy is that thinking of something as ridiculous as that how it could how it takes off and people start doing it. Like who who was the person? Who was the big famous person that actually got the momentum going? Some there was somebody big who actually had to get that going for it to go viral cuz this doesn't go viral mm-hmm. with a bunch of kids that have 100 followers share it. That, that's not how this works. Mm-hmm. Somebody Somebody with a large enough following decided to do this stupid challenge, and it, it's gone huge. Mm. 
So, oh, here's the lipstick challenge. Oh, What's that's it called? Yes, yes. What's it I called? I wanted you guys to see this. Oh, I've it, seen it's this. It's popular in Asia. For so we were we talked about this where you do the lipstick challenge or the lollipop challenge. Where, you, so what they do is they put like a lipstick on, and he's got to taste. The, he's got to guess the flavor, right? So she she kisses him, and then she got to figure out what the flavor. This is. This is literally all that happens. She put lipstick on, right? Yeah. Like she, makes some weird face, and then like eats. That's the whole thing. That's it. And it's what it's to do what to show you that the lipstick doesn't come off. I have no fucking idea. I was trying to see if you guys. Know. <laughs> why? Why is this so dumb? It's like it's so dumb on such a dumb level. I I'm fascinated by it. Yeah. S- see, Adam, I don't know, buddy. I think the whole viral thing. It's how dumb it's, you can sometimes be. Sometimes it's an unexplainable. No, it is. Yeah. I'm telling you like, right now. How many views? There's some dumb famous girl that did this first. You get like or five, share, ten million views. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Anyways, whatever. That's let's so come stupid. Up. I had to like make sure you guys see a song. Yeah. yeah. Let's 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 come up with a like contribute positively to society challenge. It'll never go or viral. Some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be the, it'll turn into the ice bath. Yeah. challenge. Do a good job challenge. Don't yeah. be an ice asshole bucket. challenge. Yeah. Let's start something like that. Don't well, be an asshole challenge. Yeah, that would be awesome. Be an ice challenge. Yeah, be yeah. cool to people. Yeah. I thought our I thought our ice bath challenge was brilliant and hilarious, and that didn't fucking go nowhere. Nowhere, dude. It went viral to like a thousand people. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So I'm gonna talk to you guys about another thing that I read about today. I actually posted it in my Insta story. Have you guys ever heard of ecosexuality? No. <laughs> <laughs> Making love to uh, dirt or what? Yeah. No, really? What? So it's get the like, fuck out of here. So, like humping trees? <laughs> so these are people that get uh, turned on by nature. Now, some of it is mild. Some of it is- <laughs> The the internet has allowed all the weirdos to come, <laughs> yeah. all the weirdos to in the find world each other. to wow. find each other and actually have a voice. So it, 20 a, years ago, a this would never happen. So there, there's a range. There's a range of eco-sexuality. On, on one side, the, the kind of- I'm really into gopher holes. That's still kind of weird, but isn't <laughs> isn't terribly weird. Is uh, that you know, sex toys are made out of uh, eco-friendly, you know, re- oh, re- okay, that's, that's all. Right. And or I like to have sex in nature, yeah. which is just I just place that in the category of just like to have sex. When people are, you know, I like to have sex in nature. Yeah, you like to have sex. Right. Then it goes all the way to people who fuck nature. Yeah. So like. Let's violate Mother Nature. Like you know dudes I mean? banging trees or the ground, girls wow. splinters grinding you know I mean? on. St- yeah, that's, like and there's and they're and I was reading this article on it and uh, because it's fascinating, I wasn't googling it. Brings a whole new uh, light to tree hugger, right? That's oh, yeah. <laughs> tree fucker. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's, that's the new the new standard. Hashtag tree fucker. Hey, Hashtag man, tree fucker. It all starts with a hug. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're talking shit to dude, the tree that's be my Save dude. a tree. Now, how much do you that's, Why don't you fuck this it? This is my, this month I'm using, that's going to be my jab for now on the, my on social media trolls. Fucking yeah. hashtag tree fucker. Tree fucker. Hey. You are, are you tree, some kind of tree fucker? He's a good at tree fucker. <laughs> Bro, t- hey, t- t- uh, talk about one-upping someone, right? Yeah. You're at a, you're at a, uh, you're like at a save the earth like convention or whatever. You're like at this big protest with all these people yeah. and you're talking to the guy next to you like, yeah, man. We need I to fuck pro- this tree. We need sh- we're like, yeah. we need to protect the earth. You know what I mean? He's like, yeah. I'm like, what do you, what do you, do you hug trees? He's like, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, like to I hug trees. Tree. I sing to them sometimes. Yeah, that's not enough, man. Yeah. You got to make love no, to no. the tree. You got <laughs> to stick your dick inside. You, gotta, you, gotta, <laughs> yeah, you, you really love nature. Yeah. You got to love nature. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, do you really love you gotta nature? Make that so is it really, I don't believe you. Is it really a thing at the level where people are doing this? There was an article on it and I looked it up and look up eco. Here's the thing about humans. Oh my God. Here's the thing about humans. If, 
Stuff like that doesn't prove to you that we're just complex fucking apes. Yeah. That we're sexual apes. We have these instincts, but we're so complex that we can distort it and and you know uh, direct it into like weird ways where some people get turned off. There's a category of people that fuck machines and fuck uh, cars. Yeah. There's a name for it. You got people who fuck nature. People who fuck cars. You got people who bang. It's a bunch of weird shit, man. Like where though? Like the exhaust? Yeah. Like I'm just I'm thinking physics. You know? Yeah. That's all. <laughs> hey baby, turn the car on when yeah. I tell you. <laughs> Whoa! Oh! Hit the gas. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I mean, I, I think almost every 17-year-old boy has fucked a sock or a fucking mattress. So, I mean, it's not that much different, right? Yeah, True. but but here's the difference. You're not you're not fucking the sock or the mattress. Like you're trying to fuck the sock. Like you're the fucking the mattress. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. You're envisioning your girlfriend or you're envisioning some hot chick. It's right? just, it's yeah. just something to put your dick inside. You're not looking at the mattress like, oh, man. Yeah, I'm gonna fuck that match. Well, you know, and it, so is it? That's what I would assume. Not these guys mattress. or girls or whoever is doing. This no, they're you. attracted to the nature. That's weird. Yeah, <laughs> they're vain. They're exactly. You're weird. Sense. Hashtag. Tree that's fucker. a man. You think you're a fucking you? You think you love the earth? You don't even There's know. There's another level out there. There's another level. If yeah. you're if you're really hardcore, you need to go fuck some plants. <laughs> next, not next, that hardcore. Next level. Right make that there. shit. Yeah. Make. Let's do it. Let's do yeah. that shit. Doug. Doug. Bring it on, man. Oh no, no. I got more news. Oh, there's. I got more crazy news. Wait. California, I don't know if you guys heard about this, but they there's a petition that's been signed by quite a few people that California- Oh, uh, I segregate. That wants to break apart into two states. You know, you posted that. Is that is that a real thing people are thinking about? They've been saying it for some, a long time. Some joke. It's, it's, it's like a real- an onion article. No, you know what I mean? no, it's a real thing. Is it going to happen? Highly, highly unlikely. Yeah. Extremely unlikely. There's no way. But I- I'm going to piss people off, but I'm going to say this. I don't blame them. I don't blame them for having that idea. I really don't. For people who live in California, it is the most, uh, you want to talk about gap. Uh, it is, there's two, there definitely are two Californias. I could split, I could split it up in even more, but for sure, if you live in California, you're, there's very, very few in the middle. It's either you make a lot of money, you make no money. Yeah. It's very, very, very uh, divided. Here's some statistics. California has one eighth of the population of the U.S. It's a big state, right? It also has one third of the welfare recipients. Hmm. One third. Wow. So of all of the U.S., that's a one third are in California. Wow. It is. It's the poverty rate is actually the California has the highest poverty rate of any state, and that's all inland for the most part, uh, like you, the majority. If or? you take out the coast, you take out like the Bay Area, L.A., like those areas. Yeah, like it ain't. People are struggling, yeah. and the part the shitty part is a lot of the policies. Most of the policies that are passed in California are from these elites that live in these wealthy areas. So they raise you know, crazy taxes and regulations and we need more environmental stuff. And so let's make it impossible to build a business here because I want you know everything to look clean or whatever. In the meantime, real people who don't have a shit ton of money right. can't, can't even get in the market. They can't even start anything. Yeah. So it's this horrible, uh, this, this huge gap. And so I, I can't blame, I can't, I don't think it's wow. going to happen. I don't think it's a wise thing. I do think these people need to get in and vote and actually start to make a difference and start yeah, to change things. It needs to be a collective change. But yeah, dude, it's uh, uh it's ter- yeah, you don't know that stat, huh? No, I, I did. I did not know that stat. That's fascinating to me that there's that that much of a drastic difference, bro. And the I highest mean, poverty rate, California, the richest state in the nation, is also the rich. Is also the highest poverty has rate. the highest poverty rate when you con- when you do when you control for cost of living. So. Mm-hmm. 
definitely, you know, poverty here earns more than poverty in Mississippi. But when you look at the co- like everything in California is more expensive. Everything, oh. gas, products, fucking your home, you know, uh, everything's more expensive because we regulate and tax and create an environment that makes it just impossible. Well, I remember. To live here. I remember when I bought yeah. my my condo, you know, way back when and. Back then it was, I think it was 320 is what I paid for it. Yeah, 320 is what I paid for a three-bedroom condo way back when, which now would probably go for a half a million. And I remember thinking like, fuck, dude, I just, I don't like paying this much money just for a condo. What if I went to like an hour and a half inland, you know, that's it, just an hour and a half inland. That would have bought me like a five-bedroom brand new sure home that's 3,000 to 4,000 square feet. It's just, that's a huge fucking difference. Mm-hmm. Only an hour and a half inland from there. It's where we're at. The Bay is just, we, the Bay is, in LA is fucked. It is. California yeah. is, uh, uh, and I'm going to stir it up. California is a fantastic example of shitty economic policy. Fan, It's the richest state. We've got areas where, with lots of innovation, but for the most part, um, it's extremely expensive. It's extremely inefficient. California's got this sh- terrible roads, public schools, the state, everything sucks. Nothing is run well. We have, we're spending, I don't know how many billions of dollars on a, on a fast train. You guys on the speed rail? The, yeah. The, yeah. I'm putting in quote now because it will literally be the slowest uh, speed train in the country, in the world. It'll be one of the slowest in the world, so it's slow. Oh my God. It's costing so much fucking money, and the people who are building it are connected to the politicians who passed it, of course. Mm. So they're they're reaping all the benefits, and it isn't going to benefit that many people. It's like the yeah. railroad all over again. It's a fucking, <laughs> it's a boondoggle. Ugh, it's, a it's an absolute boondoggle, and our state is just a great boondoggle. example of how shitty uh, p- things are run when you allow politicians to run a lot of shit. It's just terrible. What we need is for them to fucking shrink everything, get the fuck out of the way, and let everybody... Let the, Do you know very the, much about that train? I don't know very much about it, but is it is it shaping up the same way how it was, just as how political the whole railroad oh, system oh, it was? It, like, it, it turned into I've just heard this, them talking about it forever, bro, like the last it, five, ten years. It, it, first of all, it, it's costing us now, I don't know, how many times more than they estimated. Of course, that always happens. Whenever government says we're going to spend... If they say they're going to spend $5 billion, you expect to spend at least $10 billion, Right. So it's way more than they estimated, and the estimate was way high because it could have been done for a lot cheaper. The train is slow as fuck when you compare it to trains that exist in like Japan and other countries where they have high-speed rail. Um, the, the, the way the track is being laid out, the places it's connecting, it's not going to benefit. It'll never it'll, – it's not going to get back any of the uh, – it's not going to get back the money that it costs to put it all together. And we're all – they're trying to make us pay for it. With our taxes and all this other stuff. What is what's it's crazy? Where is it run from? Where to where? Uh, it's going to be from uh, the Bay Area down to, I like forgot San how far Diego? south. I think L.A. Oh, L.A. Yeah, I think it'll be com- c- c- uh, connecting the two. And how and how fast is it supposed to go? I don't know the exact speed, but I do know that it's very slow compared to other. Well, when you say very slow, I think like forty miles an hour. Oh, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. No, I'm comparing it to other uh, uh, speed rails. Well, so I have no idea what it's speed gotta at least here. go hundred if if it's high speed. Yeah, I don't know. I have to look it up. Um, let me look it up. Because here. you're not really saving much time if you can't compete. Yeah, even. you might as well drive. Right. You know. Yeah. No. It, I mean, it'll be faster than driving, of course. But uh, let's see. The highest cruising high speed rails uh, in the world are around 200 miles an hour. Um, in France, it gets up to 220. Not sure how much the California. Let me see here. Uh, it doesn't say here. I mean, I'm not gonna yeah. lie. 
I wouldn't mind having a train though that connects us to LA because mm-hmm. how much we go to LA and if it yeah. got us there faster than what it takes us to get to the airport, do all that stuff, and for half the price or more than half the price, that would be. And why good. hasn't Elon has Elon Musk been you know advised with this whole process at all? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, this is why Elon talked about the Hyperloop. Yeah. He talked about creating a Hyperloop. Because he was just frustrated with the whole... Because he sees what we're doing. He's yeah. like, that's stupid. I could do a Hyperloop for one-fifth what, of the cost. What's the difference? Explain the difference. Hyperloop okay. is uh, it's a vacuum tube with mm. uh, a pods inside of it that the technology will allow them to travel extremely fast. And it's also very inexpensive. It'll be estimated to be very inexpensive. Again, hmm. what's extremely fast is like... I, I don't know. 20 I don't, miles faster. Well, the standard there is 200. I don't so know. We'll go up from there. I would That's assume. a good question. I don't know because that would be fascinating if it's you could move this thing at three, four hundred miles an hour. Oh like, my god! Fuck! You're yeah, like almost G force. Well, now you're right? moving like a plane would move. You know what I'm saying? Now mm-hmm. you could you mm-hmm. could get across to place. That would be dope. That would be sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I it's, saw his plans though for like some of the parking where he had this whole like underground like subterranean uh, like service where you could like you basically park a car and then this platform kind of drops you down into the subterranean part and kind of parks it for you and then you come back it, the it comes back up it gets another car so it's like you know where you go to parallel park on on a city mm-hmm. so now that platform is going to drop you down subterranean it's going to park it for you. you come back you like you know you have an app that like you, you you know you get your car fished back for you it was interesting idea was that at ces that was something yeah i saw um a video for yeah somebody showed oh, me that CES. sounds cool it was pretty dope yeah. i was like but that <laughs> again these are such big ideas i'm just like oh my god like he just wants to take on like massive massive things to that that'll like revolutionize everything which mm. that's what i appreciate about well it. we're i feel like we're due for it like when like it wasn't that i mean how long ago what did uh planes start like commercial flying and stuff when did that happen like what year do you know mm, uh really started taking off in the 50s 60s and 70s really started right. taking off so it's before that we were flying but that's when the market really started right we're at the and then when it got deregulated howard hughes and, and him like was that twa that- yeah and then and then when it got deregulated it really it really took off uh, i think reagan if i'm not mistaken started deregulating the airline industry and made you know cheap cheaper airline travel much more possible i like what they're doing right now with the whole bringing the uber to the private jet thing i think that's a really interesting is that, is that taking off interesting or? model i believe it is doing well i mm. haven't looked i read an article not that long ago about it and um i mean more and more companies are jumping on board to to do it it's becoming competitive so i think that's kind of cool where you could hop on a a private jet for a pretty reasonable price you know and do it kind of uber style where oh, you yeah, share share, share the portable right right I think that's cool. Mm. Now we got the bird coming. The bird is the word. Are we birding or are we open up a box? We got oh. our Thrive Market box. And unfortunately, Jerry Belvedere oh, yeah. got oh. into it early. Did I'm he like, really? Jerry! Or was it Adam Schaefer? Yeah. This, <laughs> is, is this now, we were going to do boxes, individual you call him boxes. Newman. Is this an yeah. individual box or is this yeah, a Yeah, this is actually your He's box, Sal. My uh, box? It's your box. Let's oh, hear yeah. what you got. And so I came in this morning and Adam was eating one of your items. <laughs> You motherfucker. Because I knew it was his box. Uh, I'm like, fuck, this guy gets to be the first box. I'm going to eat his shit. So first up on Adam's or Sal's order was Sal Suds, of course. So we got this last time, and I used it. uh, I use it to wash my dishes, and it's my favorite dish soap ever. So I've been using it. That's why I wanted more. Is it like... 
What do you like about it? It suds up really cool. It just cleans really, really good. It smells really good, and it's super it pure. Looks, it's it, very pure. It looks like you're getting a lot for your for. Is it a, is it a pretty yeah, good price pretty, price point compared to like remember. big bottles? I don't remember what the price was on. Are they both the same thing, Doug, or something different? No, the second thing is children's shampoo. Oh yeah. All right. So I get organic uh, shampoo for my kids. Yeah, that's the move. You know, a lot of shampoos contain uh, compounds that make, act. Yeah, make your scalp tingly. Well, not just that, but they act like um, they weak. Uh, estrogens in mm. the body so there's been cases where kids will be using these things and then will start to have estrogenic effects so organic um compound organic shampoos are probably better you know i there's some people that hear that and they roll their eyes and i i would admit that probably 10 years ago i would have been somebody mm -hmm. who rolled their eyes hearing that also you've grown so much <laughs> 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 Expect a lot of DMs, oh, sir. Fuck, you served that one up nice, yeah, right? That, that was great. No, but really, I, I would have been somebody like that. And uh, yeah, I have. I've grown so much, and so now I don't. No, what it is now is that it's we have just become so inundated with so. And I, last night, and what makes me think of this is something that I did last night that I would have never done even just five years ago. And that was uh, getting better about turning the Wi-Fi off in my bedroom. Oh, yeah. Nice. And it's such a simple little thing that I can do that I know cannot be really good for my body to have that running right next to my head, next to my nightstand all night long. And uh, to be honest with you, what stirred that, I don't know if it was one of you guys or one of our forum members that shared that study. Did you guys see that? It was actually a forum member. Did you guys see that study? No. Oh, this was very fascinating to me. And because Doctor Mercola has been hammering this, and, for a and while. here's the thing, mm -hmm. you know, if we were to talk to like one of our buddies, like Lane, it'd be like, well, that's just correlation. We haven't proved any causation by this yet. Yeah. Well, okay, well, here's the deal. That's his voice. What they did yeah, was pretty good. Was they took they took a bed of seeds, uh, and it was like some sort of grass. Oh, and they wouldn't sprout. Yeah, and they and one of them they and they both of them all the same, same hit temperature, same everything, light water, all the same. And one of them didn't sprout whatsoever, and the other one grew to like two, three inches after just being two weeks in there. I th was that so? That was an actual study. That was a, was that a real study that happened? So I think it was an experiment that these that these kids did that ended up prompting a study. Interesting. Yeah, and so well, we do know that. I mean, it does pose it does present us with a very low form of radiation. Now we're exposed to a lot of radiation all the time, so the argument is like, what's the big deal? Your TV radiate? Well, you know, these are different things. Well, that's but. just it. Is can, it, that's what I was getting at with this whole shampoo thing? Is you know, yeah, what's the big deal? I don't think anyone's going to die from using Pert Plus. No, I don't think it's going to kill you if you were to do that. No. But it's the it's the compounding yeah. effect. There's lots of low dosages of all kinds of different things, and and, and it compiles. And you're probably going to have Wi-Fi in your house till the day you die. You're probably going to be using products like this forever, right? So. You know, you're a kid growing up in this. So this is very different than when we were kids. Uh, although when we were kids, there was a lot of shit too. But if you're a kid now, you have a baby now, and that kid grows up and is exposed to these things. Every for, single day, yeah, for, multiple say, times a day. 50 years, 60 years. Now they're 60 and they're otherwise healthy, but something, boom, pops up. It's hard to pinpoint what caused it. It was a combination of a lot of things. But, I, you know, it's one of those things like... Should, should we be getting cancer at the rates that we get at the ages that we get them? You know what I'm saying? I, I, I don't think so. I don't well, think 50 and, year olds and 60 year olds should be getting And here's cancer. the way I look at it. And instead of being like super hippie crunchy about it, where I'm like, 
anal about everything that I use in my shower and brush my teeth with and why it's like there's certain don't things. be anal in the shower yeah there's, I was gonna say <laughs> apparently hippies are into anal there's certain so. things that it all like last night all it took me doing and so mind you there's there's three phones I've got two phones Katrina's got one phone and we have the laptop all sucking wi-fi from my router out in the living room into my room and I'm thinking you know it's just me actively turning that off when I'm asleep anyways and not using it. It's not like I'm having to change my lifestyle. It's not a major change. It's just being aware of that and doing that. Yeah. Same thing goes, I'm not like married. I don't even know the name of my shampoo right mm-hmm. now. So using some organic shampoo that's better for me to me, well, those type of things make a lot of and, sense. And I think it depends right. on the it depends on the person. So like parabens. And if it means like, I can have one more Diet Coke a year, I mean, I think that's exactly. fucking a win. <laughs> well, think about this way. Like parabens, which are found in a lot of shampoos, parabens have been shown to have estrogen so xenoestrogens are chemicals that have a weak affinity, typically a weak affinity for the estrogen receptor in the body. That in children in particular, developing body, probably not a good idea, you know, right. especially young girls who seem to be having their periods at younger and younger ages. Uh, like today, did you know the average age of a girl getting her period like 100 years ago was around 17? See, today it's like... 13, 12. Do you think that's oh, that? Yeah. I think that's like all the growth hormone and all the food and yes, sh- all it's a lot of the stuff, right? It's a lot of stuff. So, anyway, next next product there, Doug. Sorry. So, yeah. All right. Continuing on. Right. Thrive Market just got like a three minute, fucking yeah. five minute yeah. commercial there. So, we got some Pirates Booty, and this also got this is, into This you, is what I got into. Yeah, you ate one of my kids' snacks. So, this morning, Yar, I was me booty. I was so hungry. I had an interview uh, and I was here early. And so. I was like, man, I got to get something in my stomach. I didn't have time to go run and get food. Yeah, so I, I dug into your shit. First time I'd ever. They're good, huh? Yeah. yeah. Really, really good. good. My really, kids really love good. them. Yeah, my kids like love those too. Yep. Yeah. The whole the whole bag is is 19 grams of carbs, only 140 calories. And I liked it better than I like yeah. cheese It's puffs. not ideal. You know, it's not like having no, fruit no, or something. No. But if you're going to give your kid a processed snack, that's like a treat that I'll give them sometimes. No, mm-hmm. I like it. Next. Half empty bag of macadamia nuts. Yeah, that was that was who was that, Doug? <laughs> <laughs> Sneaking one. Hey, in the box was open. What can yeah. I say? Yeah. Uh, we also got some other things well wrapped. I gotta say that about that fried salami? market. What is that? They do an excellent job. With all their recycled paper, right? Yeah. Oh, avocado oil. Oh yeah, we Ooh. use that for high Primal temperature. Kitchen. For ti- for high temperature cooking, avocado oil is really really good. Revolution in a box. Super tampons, yeah. organic oh, like, cotton. <laughs> uh-huh. I was going to tell you, you need some of those. That's good. Yeah. So get that shopping. Done so for those your are girl. obviously for my girlfriend. <laughs> but what? Why is that obvious? So, yeah. <laughs> so uh, feminine hygiene products are are many times have chemicals in them because they're regulated like tech, like textiles. So the cotton may have pesticides. They may have chlorine in them, and you're putting that in your vagina or on your vagina, which is an area that is pretty permeable you can absorb things through there so people don't think about that you're going to use this tampon or these pads all the time you're you're better off going with the organic oh uh, that's the other trend happening right now Mm. the coffee enemas that's not a trend that's been around forever yeah oh no it's hot and trending right now Uh, it's on on the rise again. yeah it's on the rise of Mm. people in fact they're that and then the and the alcohol straight to the ass right that's that's a (laughs) That with the people that drink their own pee. It's yeah. like all part of that same wow. community. Sorry, not to wow. detour you there. there so you yeah, are. we've been derailed more Sorry. than once here. <laughs> safe, safe, not synthetic panty liners made with organic cotton. There you go. Sal. There you go. This yeah. is obviously Sal's box. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Going Mine will sound nothing like this box. <laughs> yeah. Next is some L-theanine. Theanine. I like to take that uh, with coffee if I don't have my Chimera. Hmm. 
And the final thing in the box is some extra virgin organic olive oil. Mm -hmm. And this is from California, from Napa. Good stuff. You got to have olive oil if you're Italian. Yeah. You Man do. Mandatory. I like to rub that on myself. Just, just <laughs> lather everything. With All it. right. We're ready for the bird. Bring on the bird! This quaz brought to you by Organifi. For those days you fall short on getting your organic veggies or whole food nutrition, Organifi fills the gap with laboratory-tested certified organic superfoods to help give your health and performance the added edge. Try Organifi totally risk-free for 60 days by going to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. And use the coupon code MINDPUMP for 20% off at checkout. First question is from Skamineski. If our bodies truly are adaptation machines, when will our bodies adapt to modern society? Why haven't our bodies learned how to more efficiently utilize excess amounts of sugar, operate on less sleep, etc.? When will will our genes catch up to the environment? Sure they have. Yeah. It, sure they have evolved like that. Are you kidding me? They have, but it also takes a long time. Uh, that's first thing. It takes a long time for evolution to happen and the second thing is we kind of slow it down because we're not letting people and i'm not saying we should do this by the way well we don't let people die and we don't let people wait a second here i'm going to challenge that a little bit I, our bodies ad adapt to the level of intake of sugar and things that we do fairly quick you can be somebody who doesn't let, let for example let's take us coming off fasted right now and we're all talking about how we feel so great right now. Well, none of us probably have consumed over 100 grams of sugar right now. And if we were to go eat 200 grams of sugar, which is not that crazy. That's somebody smashing a box of cookies one day, you know, mm -hmm. or half a box or whatever like that, which all of us probably in our life have done that at one time. If I were to do that right now, I would be sick to my stomach. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I most certainly could ramp myself up by tomorrow doing 50 grams, the next day doing about 100 grams, the next day after that doing about 150, and then 200 grams. And then before you know it, my body will be adapted to intaking that amount of sugar and not getting sick. Oh, no, totally. I, I think what they're asking, though, isn't necessarily that. I think what they're talking about is more like, why aren't we healthy in modern society? Why aren't our bodies, why haven't we evolved to do well in modern lifestyle to handle things yeah. that weren't designed yeah. to be in our body. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> it's because it's it, because it's new. It's relatively new. Modern lifestyle shit. Even the agricultural revolution, in the grand scheme of things, wasn't that long ago. But no, if you add in, point. if you add in processed foods, our lifestyle with technology, that's like that's not even a, a second in the time of uh, of human evolution. So that's number one. But number two. Mm. The re, you know to make evolution work you you, you got to let people who don't whose bodies can't handle it die and the ones that can mm -hmm. procreate we do a good job of keeping people alive now it doesn't mean we're living great but we're doing a pretty good job of keeping people alive in uh, an environment that is suboptimal i mean again i'm not promoting this but if we just let people do what they want we didn't take care of them um, you know, you're gonna ha you'd have a lot of people dying a lot sooner, and the ones that survived, and then you know, you you throw that, you know, thousands and thousands of years later, all of a sudden now the best diet is high sugar, processed food, low activity. We you know we do well on you know all these different things that we're experiencing. There are um, there are also I feel I feel like when you put it in that when you put it in that perspective of that it is only like a second in in the grand scheme of things of all of evolution. I think we've actually evolved quite a bit with the lack of sleep and the ability to consume that much. When you look at what just 60 years ago, 100 years ago, what, what did that look like? The lifestyle 
like the the go go and the tech and the stress and the everything that we're doing. I mean, it's amazing that we have been able to get be able to handle that. I think we've adapted pretty damn well in the short amount of time. I mean, that's it, well. So stress is an interesting don't one. Don't you think? Okay, imagine like just envision this for a second. Take somebody from 1910 and just drop them in. You know, well, their head would explode. Right. Drop them into Silicon Valley. Yeah. And and tell them to, to survive for a day, and sure. it would just be so overwhelming. I, I think, think they'd have a better chance though than somebody from today being thrown in 1910. Uh, <laughs> you know, so although I mean, so when people talk about stress uh, and how stressful it is today, like I want to be clear, although we do have a lot of stress, you know, in modern life, um, I definitely would never trade it for stress that we've experienced it's different in the stress past. it's different stress it's different it's mild and it's not going to kill you it's like, not like a lion's going to attack me out of a yeah. cave or it's <laughs> not know, so like I, I might not be able to find food yeah, your body's still responding the same way which is weird yeah right? like or, over over certain things like somebody sends you a message via text and you have that same you know like stress response that you would otherwise dude it's like today you go home and you're like oh fuck work was so stressed i was stuck in traffic and my boss is being a dick and I have to do all these, answer all these emails. And a hundred years ago it was, oh my God, we don't have food. We're yeah. not going to have food for the next week. There's no way to make money. What are we going to do? Like it's different. I different just think kind of there stress. was less things, right? So we've, yeah. we've compiled on top of all these things. Like it, as far as like being efficient and trying to like make our lives easier, we've added so many things that now I think it's more of a management issue. So it's like, what do I shut off? What do I focus on? Focus is that, that, that portion that back then it's like you knew what your job was. You got up, you did this, you did that. It was hard as fuck, but guess what? Like you knew exactly what you were doing. Like today it's like, oh my God, I'm just like pounded with a fucking thousand things. Dude, the, the thing today I can say I confidently that I think a lot of people are missing is idle time. Like yes. there is no more idle time. You are, if you're quiet and alone, you have nothing to do, you're still doing something. You're still watching TV or you're on the internet or you're on social media or you're doing something that is very stimulating versus in the past at the most they'd be reading mm -hmm. you know what i mean or they would just be quiet like they would just be out and it would be alone me by myself i walked out of the house i'm gone nobody can reach me because there was no way to do that and there's hours where it's just me and my thoughts mm -hmm. and a lot of processing and growth happens from that this is why i think people love nature so much you see so you know how many people you who are like city folk who go out and I'm one of these people, by the way. This is something recent for me, where mm -hmm. I started experiencing nature the way that uh, you know I think I should experience it for the first time, re relatively recently, and it blew me away. I'm out there and I'm like, this is the most enjoyable, rejuvenating thing I've ever done. And really, it's because I have there's nothing. Yeah. It's just me and maybe another person and nature, and I'm with my thoughts and I'm thinking and just experiencing and growing. And we kind of miss that. And I think humans have always had that. Yeah. You know, if you look at shit, man, you guys, ever, you guys ever trip out over the ingenuity of the human mind when you consider what people were able to do in ancient times? Yeah. yeah. Like like the pyramids, uh -huh. how precise they were built and the dimensions and how they- Wait, You and, and I were- The skill set people had back then is just astounding. You and I were just tripping out on this when we were in LA. Remember we were looking out at all the skyscrapers and thinking like, don't you ever think it's so fascinating? Like- this whole thing that we've created out of nowhere. You it's know, cr no, it's crazy. It's, but they, but I'm, they didn't have modern technology and they understood, like there were calendars that were written thousands of years ago 
that are were accurate down to like the millisecond in terms of what would happen with the constellations, the sun, yeah. the moon. They watched the sky the all, ti- all night long. Exactly. You got nothing else to do. Here's another great example. Uh, if you ever want to see how fucking uh, intelligent and things we can achieve when we have idle time, look at what prisoners accomplish in prison. Look at the comp- you know that there's there are complicated economic markets in prisons with drugs and cigarettes and mm-hmm. sex and food. There are inge- I mean ingenious ways that these people have developed ways to communicate that they've developed weapons and things because they got nothing better to do. They're just in there and these are not necessarily the brightest people in the world. I'm sure there's very bright people in there, but a lot of them are aren't necessarily and yet they're coming up with these brilliant things that they're doing or these ways that because they're just they're just sitting there and I think uh, we're missing that. So, you know, that's a big one. Uh, the other thing we should talk about is epigenetics and how mm-hmm. you what you do now is also transfers. Is transfers to your kids. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They're showing that like a if a, a mother is in a uh, stressful type situation or whatever, or her life is very stressful, that the child comes out and is more likely to be hypersensitive to stimulus or whatever. And it makes perfect sense when you think of evolution in the sense that the baby's genes are getting ready to be born into an environment that is being, you know, that at that point, the best judge of the environment is the mother. So if the mother is in this type of environment, then the genes of the child are going to develop to be able to survive in whatever environment they're going into. So that's even getting changed aside from just, you know, the regular genes. But as far as, uh, you know, adaptation is concerned, your body adapts all the time. But if you're talking about evolution, um, that's going to take a long time to happen. And technology evolves so much faster than our bodies do hmm. that I don't think the next frontier- It's going to interweave with, yep. with the human race. I do not think the next frontier of evolution is, is organic, natural evolution. I think the next frontier is humans will be evolving themselves through technology. I don't think it's going to be like- Oh, I believe we're seeing it already. Yeah, yep. I don't yep. think you're going to go a thousand years in the future and see like- humans with super long fingers because we type and you know our bodies adapted to our diet i don't think it's gonna happen i think we're gonna no, force we're gonna it be embedded with yeah. chips and computers yeah we'll build it into us right? we're gonna build it into us and force 100%. ourselves to adapt that way so yeah. it's gonna happen subtly but it'll happen oh you know what we're talking about sleep i didn't even tell you guys so i did uh, have you guys tried the four sigmatic sleep blend yet the sleep no. stick no wow that'll you'll sleep like a like you're dead. I didn't Wait, even know it, about that product. Whoa, it's a stick, you said? So it's, you know, it's called a sleep stick, but it's a like a little, you know, the long packets that they'll come in? Yeah, yeah. That mm-hmm. you tear off the top and you yeah, pull yeah. them off. So, you know, Raishi, Ashwagandha, um, theanine, and tryptophan. So theanine and tryptophan by themselves will yeah, chill you the fuck out. out. But yeah. you throw in some Raishi and some, which I always, I love. No, no love chamomile or melatonin? I didn't that. add anything. I just had the sleep stick. I did it, you know, uh, 45 minutes before bed. Is it like a tea? Does it make it taste like You can make it warm. You can do it warm. It actually tastes, you know, halfway decent. Um, But uh, I pounded it because that's how I take supplements. I'm not drinking it for the taste or whatever. Slept hard. Like the kind of sleep where you wake up and you're like, well, did I just fucking wake? Like, (laughs) did I just sleep all night? Was I in a coma? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even see. Did we get that or did you order that yourself? No, no. We got it and I took it. But, you know, we're even because you ate my kids' snacks. <laughs> so, I'll give Touché. you one to try. But no, it's the it's their sleep stick. So for Sigmatic, what we what I've been using from there is a lot of are their individual stuff because I like to take things by themselves. But now I'm experimenting with their blends. So they have a brain stick. They have a sleep stick. They have, like, uh, they have other blends that they do for performance or whatever. It's kind of cool. The way they put them together is really good. So mm. I'll be experimenting with those. 
Cool. Next question is from Joe Begadonis. Yo, Joe. If we are built for survival, how come our palates don't crave greens and veggies that are nutrient dense? <laughs> they do. Yeah. They do. They throw. We just threw yeah. them the fuck off. We just yeah. confused them. Uh, what did you guys crave after your fast? A salad, bro. I wanted. Yeah. Green, I wanted vegetables. That I was know. when Brussels that, sprouts. This is uh, why I like the question. Is that uh, I think I would have agreed with Joe back then and thought the same same way too. Until I experienced like fasting and then dieting, extreme dieting, where I was restricting for a long period of time. For the first time ever in my life, did I feel my body crave those things? Mm -hmm. I never craved greens before, but I have now. And I have, and that's just in the last five, six years. Have I even, did I ever make that connection? Mm -hmm. I just, you've just been dampening all those signals. Yeah. I've been trying to talk to you. Mm -hmm. Well, you're, you're, um, these signals exist, uh, and have and were evolved in, an, in a completely different environment, largely different environment than the one that we live in. So, uh, I'll give you a good example. Um, if you try to give a kid something that tastes bitter, they'll probably spit it out. If you give them something that's sweet, they'll likely eat it. Now, why? Why do why do kids want something sweet and something, and they don't want something that's bitter? Safe. And this is largely true for for adults. Yeah, it's safe. Yeah, yeah. Sweet in nature, sweet usually means not poisonous. And in nature, bitter usually means, or many times means, poison. Well, you don't think it's also the the subconscious effect that they're getting too, with the mental stimulation from the uptake of the sugar coming into their body too, don't it you? It could that? be, but even right. before that happens, just this, like if you give a kid artificial sweetener or something that doesn't have sugar, right? The taste of sweet signals something to us. Now, we can break it down now, but if, you know, humans didn't break it down, they just knew that they liked it. And the reason why the body evolved liking certain tastes is because those tastes meant something mm -hmm. in nature. It meant I'm going to get certain nutrients or it meant easy source of energy. Mm -hmm. Another reason why we like the, the sweet taste is because in nature, if I eat something sweet, it's probably packed full of easily digestible and in quick to use energy in the form of fructose, which is nature sugar. And because sugar is relatively rare to come up, come across, if you know, if you're in the wilderness, you're not going to find naturally growing fruit all over the place. Every once in a while you will, but it's pretty rare. Yeah. And honey, uh, which is one of the more concentrated forms, is hard to come by. And when you do come by it, you got to get through bees to get to it. But when you do get it, you eat the fuck out of it because it's it's easy, simple energy. And in the context of survival, you know, it makes a lot of sense. Um, so you know these these cravings came from evolution. Now, the problem is, is we've thrown them off. Your body will adapt to uh, your environment by upregulating and downregulating receptors for certain things. This is true for everything. Sex is one of them. Like we all crave sex, but if you're thrown a shit ton of variety and sex your way, you'll start to crave more and more novelty and your desires will get more and more extreme versus if you abstain from sex for like a year and didn't see, you know, weren't around women, weren't around anybody for a long time, you know, it could be somebody that isn't that attractive. It could be whatever. And you're going to be attracted to them because those, your body's really craving, you know, that sex. Same thing happens with food. This is why we recommend- Same thing happens in prison. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is why we recommend people cut processed food out or one of the reasons why, because processed foods are engineered and designed to hijack all this shit. Yeah. And there's no way, there's no way. If I have, if I'm eating all these processed foods, these highly palatable foods, my, I'm going to lose my craving for greens and veggies and fruits because 
now I'm going to perceive them as bland. Yeah. You know it's not I mean? attached to, you know, those, those vitamins, those minerals, you know, it's just, it, it's engineered to, to make you, you know, get that same response. But at the same time, you know, you're not getting the fiber and all everything else that's going to come from nature, you know, at the same time. No, so. we focused most of our energy on, um, can we, uh, can this food last a long time, uh, in the shelf? Cause that brings down the cost right. and it makes it easy to transport. And how good does it taste? Yeah. That's the two areas that we've invested most. This helped us to survive longer. Mm-hmm. You know, we had more abundance of food that way once we figured out how to farm and, you know, get into agriculture and all that. So it's like, you know, what, what benefited us now is, is a hindrance. It is, especially all the, um, the, the time, money, and energy we've spent on taste. Because now I'll bite into something that's processed and... It's causing something in my body that just wouldn't happen. It's not going to happen in nature. I'm, it's it's going to, the time that I reach palate fatigue, palate fatigue is when you're eating something, eating something, and you get sick of it and you don't want anymore. We've all experienced it. Um, where you may not necessarily be stuffed. You're just sick of eating that you know particular same flavor. Well, foods that are processed are engineered to extend that, to Bypass prolong, yeah. yeah, to get you to the point where palate fatigue doesn't happen much later. This is why you can eat a bag of, you know, cookies or a bag of, you know, chips. But if I were to fill a bag up with, you know, plain boiled potatoes or, you know, anything, you know, something like that, you would eat some of them. And then after a while, you're like, ah, I don't want to, mm-hmm. I don't want to eat anymore. So, um, it, you know, it, that's really what it is. It really boils down to that. Now, can you get to a point where your body's signals now point you in the right direction? You can. Take some work, though. Eliminating all processed foods. Experience fasting so you know what real hunger feels like. You understand that. You'll start to learn now that sometimes I'm hungry just because I'm supposed to be hungry or sometimes I'm hungry because I'm bored. So fasting is a great way. It also resets uh, those receptors. And then just paying attention uh, to your the signals of your body. And just through paying attention... Those signals then your body will start to make or you will start to make associations between those signals and the foods that you're eating. And actually, I was listening to one of our episodes and Adam, this was a, it was such a great example. When we were talking about the fast and uh, I asked you guys how well you're sleeping, mm-hmm. you didn't, it, it wasn't even something that you had thought of, right? Right. And then you started kind of putting it together. Now, knowing that, can you see, can you sense how now you're making more of a positive association? Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. And I think that's just it. Is it? I think it takes. T- it's not like one time of fasting and all of a sudden. Oh my God! I hated greens. Yeah. Now I love greens. It's like each time I fast or any time I I restrict a hardcore restrict calories in my diet. It always kind of teaches me something new about my body, and I'm always looking for the positive things. I want to want greens. I want to want to sleep better. I want these things, and so I think it. You've got to reframe it for yourself, and as you, as each time that you do that, that's what you're searching for. Is like, okay, I'm going to go through this fast, or I'm going to go on this diet, and when I do that, like, I want to get. And that's why I like the fasting thing, thing so much for for a you know craving greens. Is I tell you what, if you don't eat and try and go as long as you possibly can, as many days as you can without eating, at one point, fucking green beans will sound good. Mm-hmm. They will sound good. I promise you. I you can hate them. But the, if you go long enough, they will sound good and they will taste good when you eat them. It's so amazing. I read the other days, people always ask me, what's the difference between craving and being hungry? And that used to be a very difficult question for me to answer because I was like, ah, oh, you know, how do I, 
help define that. So I don't remember where I read this. So I apologize if I'm not giving you credit, but it was a it was one of the wellness experts out there. So um, you know, again, I apologize for not naming you, but it was it's the best way of explaining it that I've ever heard. Uh, when you have a craving, you it, there's a particular type of food that you enjoy. For example, if you're if you're with your friends and your friends are like, "Man, I'm fucking starving. I'm so hungry," and I say to them, "Oh shit, let's go eat Mexican." Nah, man, I'm not in the mood for Mexican. What about a burger? Nah, I'm not in the mood for... You know what I want? I want a pizza. That's what I want to eat. That's a craving. When you're hungry and you're legit hungry... Yeah, everything sounds good. Anything. Yeah. yeah. You put food in front of me and I'm going to want that. I'm actually going to desire to eat that. That is the difference. And 100% I experienced that with fasting. 100%. Yeah. You could have put anything in front of me and I would have looked at it and be like, God, that looks good. Oh, I really yeah. eat that. Yeah, the broth and the bus- Brussels sprouts that I have to... Were the, were the, was the best broth I've ever had and best bowl of Brussels sprouts I've ever had. And I don't think it was the way Katrina prepared it that night. I think it was because I was so damn hungry that any, and I experienced this when I was competing. So I don't think you necessarily have to fast if that's not your thing, but I do believe that you got to restrict and you've got to push yourself to that point where you're, that you're not used to, because we believe it or not, we're all just totally oversaturating ourselves with all this junk and food. And even if it's not junk, just food, period. Sometimes you can yeah. be a healthy eater, but you still are, you've trained yourself to eat every two to three hours. And so you never really go that long and really understand what it feels like to want some sort of fuel and any fuel. Well, it's just a healthy practice to deplete your reserves, right. you know, to just kind of go through that and then, uh, you know, reintroduce it and, uh, I know athletes, like, I wish I would have known that, you know, even for performance, like just to like restrict and then kind of reintroduce and then get that like ridiculous energy jolt that I felt after that. It's just like, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. And it's funny. It's, you know, as I'm thinking, hearing you guys talk, you know, a lot of growth um, happens when we feel uncomfortable, a lot of personal growth. So let's use uh, sadness as an example. Sadness is an emotion and hunger I'll put hunger kind of up there. It's a feeling, right? It's, it's it's not quite an emotion, but it's a feeling that we have that we don't we don't at all allow ourselves to experience. Humans in modern Western societies, in particular, simply for the most part, never experience what real hunger is. Since we're born, we're fucking eating all the time. Just bottom line. Um, think about sadness. Like sadness sucks. Nobody wants to be sad. But imagine if we could never feel sadness. Imagine all the growth and learning and stuff that well, without you never, sadness you wouldn't be happy. You wouldn't. You, you need the other all yin yeah. and yang. That's why. That's why fasting when you fast, or that's why when you restrict or you do, all, and that's why fasting. Mm-hmm. I believe why fasting is in every major religion and why they advocate for it. The reason why you when you fast you feel sharp afterwards is because you're you're not numb. You're it's the opposite of numb. You're right. allowing yourself. To feel, and there's learning and growth that comes from feeling something. And if you never allow yourself to feel real hunger, you're not getting the the growth from it. So, mm-hmm. you know, I know it's turned into a fasting, uh, you know, conversation, but um, really, uh, well, we still have, fresh on our mind. We have fucked ourselves so bad with our food that our you cannot trust uh, your your body's senses anymore. The Intuitive Nutrition Guide talks a lot about this. So, if you just want a guide and just want to follow something or have some advice, it's super inexpensive. You can find it on our site, uh, mindpumpmedia.com. Next up is healthy, happy, and free. You've all been working out for years. Do you still find it exciting and fun? <laughs> good question. She, always, good God, question. she always has great questions. She does. She yeah, does. So That's your, it's your aunt, right? 
No, this is not anybody connected to me. That's not your aunt? No. no oh, was... your aunt is the other. She asks good questions too no, all the time. Eat, sleep, run is my yeah, cousin. That's yeah, why. Healthy, happy, free, eat, sleep, run. That's my cousin. Yeah. That's your cousin. <laughs> yeah, my bad. Yeah. I love They your dominate the quads. Uh, yeah. But I, you know what? Yes and no. Yes and no. I there's there's times I still find it very exciting and fun, and then there's times I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, because for me, a lot of the mo- motivation behind continuing for years and years and years of doing it is uh, because I just I want to be healthier. I want to improve my quality of life, and so you know I treat it that way. And sometimes I do the things that I have to do so I can you know do the things I want to do later. That I, ha- I take that approach to it. But there still are times that are, are very exciting for me. I love to set new goals. You know, I love to set new goals and and try and push my body to different levels. I'm, I mean, I think probably out of all of us, I probably put myself in the most uncomfortable situations as far as their training and routine and diet. Um, so I enjoy that and I get a kick out of it. So, but it, it's... I don't know. It's ebb and flow, man. Sometimes I'm I'm all about it. Sometimes I hate talking about it. Sometimes I it's all I talk about all day long and sometimes I enjoy talking about something that has nothing to do with working out. So, yeah, I don't know. So as as Doug's reading this question, I'm thinking to myself like, yeah, I, I always love working out. And then I think about when I first started working out. When I first started working out, I'm, you know, 13 years old, 14 years old. I'm working out I started out in my parents' backyard and it was, uh, there's no words. I fell so much in love with working out and lifting weights and that, and this, the feeling I had that I got from it and the ability to change my body through and getting stronger and the science and the, the, the sport and the history and the, it was, I'll never have that feeling again. I, I remember the first time I had a gym membership, um, or at least to a, a big gym, the first big gym I ever belonged to was the 24 fitness, the one on Hillsdale, the old one. And I remember my mom, this is before I even have a, had a driver's license. You know, my mom dropped, uh, me and my cousin off for our, our first fucking workout in, you know, 24 fitness. And we walked in there and I had some money on me. So I looked behind the counter and I saw the, you know, the pre-mixed, you know, American bodybuilding drinks. Yeah. And I bought blue thunder and my cousin bought Amino something 3000. But I remember Blue Thunder because I looked at all the bottles and I read it and it had the most ingredients. So I'm like, this for sure is going to fucking be <laughs> That's awesome. The one. I remember that. So I grabbed this. And to me, it was, uh, you know, it was the promise of what it could do for me and all that stuff. But I was just excited that I was could buy this adult supplement in a gym. So I buy this supplement. We walk in and I'll never forget walking in to the machine area and then seeing the free weight area and just looking at everything and I was so excited to be there. Uh, I was so I was reading the machines. I, me and him did everything, literally everything in the gym. We did a workout, and then we went from one machine and did two or three sets, and went to the next machine and did two or three. Sets. We were in that gym for probably three, maybe four hours total. I mean, we did every single piece of equipment. I got a pump, then the pump went away. Then I got tired, but because I was so excited. It was a completely different experience, totally exciting, totally fun. It reminds me of falling in love when you meet someone and you fall in love. But at some point, you that feeling goes away. You can't live like that because you'll die. And then you become, you have this kind of long-lasting relationship, this long-lasting attachment and partnership. And that's where I'm at now with exercise for me. Mm-hmm. I'm no, I no longer get that same fucking ridiculous excitement that I, you know, that I got when I was 15, 16 years old. It evolved into a mature 
sort of a process. Like, totally. And that's totally my same experience where I was very p- pumped and motivated to work out. It was, it was exciting. It was fresh. Like I felt like, man, this, and, and of course, like the results were ridiculous in the beginning, you know, and like what, everything I was doing was, was making impacts. And, um, you know, over the years, like I just would barbell train like crazy, uh, for every sport I was doing. Cause I just knew that, uh, I, it would translate. I would get more explosive. I would get more powerful. And, uh, you know, like people would notice and they'd notice my arms and my back and all this kind of stuff. I get feedback from it. And so it just like keeps driving it. And then, you know, it was kind of like the evolution of like where I go from not being identified as an athlete anymore. And like, how do I now kind of steer my way through fitness and, and kind of make, you know, make this process still something that I enjoy and, and, and keep part of my, my everyday, you know, lifestyle. And it was easy because I always enjoyed the training part of it. So that was something that I just would always kept with me. But, um, you know, I did get fatigue over barbell training and I just, I had to do something different. And, uh, that's the great part. There's just so many different directions that you could take your body through fitness. And I think that, you know, if you start to feel that fatigue and you start to feel that, uh, ho-hum kind of energy towards it, um, you know, really just, just look, look into something else, look into doing something else that's, that, that may be novel, even if it's for a couple of weeks, you know, just get, get that spark kind of reignited. Uh, cause I mean, we all kind of go through that where it's like, it, it, it becomes a chore or a job. Like I didn't get my workouts in. I didn't get this in. Mm. I feel the impact right away if I haven't been working out in a while oh, and yeah. I feel like shit. And I know that that's like a driving force for me to, to check myself. Like I got to get into it. What, what direction am I going to go this time? You know, listening to you guys, it, it makes me remember and hearing Sal go back all the way to when he was a kid. I think that it was really fun when I was trying to piece it together. Mm-hmm. Like the, I did, I enjoyed the so struggle. I enjoyed the struggle. I enjoyed trying to learn. I, but I really feel like, and I'm not by no means am I saying I have figured it all out. I'm still learning about my body. But for the most part, really understanding, grasping, uh, you know, what my body needs and what I, what I need to do to change it a certain way or to build strength or to lean out or to gain weight, to do all those things. For the most part, I feel like I've put together. So I've, I've lost the fun in it. And I think I've transitioned into looking at it like more like an investment. And sometimes mm. I'm investing heavily into my body and into myself. And sometimes I'm splurging and being irresponsible. And I'm totally okay with weaving in and out of that um, and that I find fun. I find it fun that I can totally say, you know what, right now I don't have huge fitness goals right now. I'm not trying to compete on a stage. I got nothing to prove. I'm not trying to get shredded. I'm not trying to follow some crazy diet right now. I'm not trying to figure something out my body's doing. I'm splurging right now. But by splurging to me, I'm still responsible because I know that splurging too hard or too long could also have a major adverse on my effect and it could also hurt some of my investments. So I kind of look at it like that, like this, every time I work out and I train, it's an investment on myself and sometimes I'm just investing enough to keep myself healthy and in good shape. And then sometimes I'm investing very heavy into that and I'm very focused in Mm -hmm. that arena, but I think it's lost its fun like I don't get I don't go to the gym like this is wow that was so much fun I've oh my god I never felt that before I, never, I think that you kind of lose that after you've been doing that for a, a long time and you've kind of figured things out Do you remember the first mm-hmm. time because you you and I have a similar history in terms of like we're more from we came more from the bodybuilding side not, not, not that I, I competed but 
from that world, right? Do you remember the first time you went into a real bodybuilding gym, what that felt like? Yeah, what I, I the last time I remember expressing something exciting, and I actually, Justin and I were, were together and friends, and it was before Mind Pump, and while we were working together on, on Level Up, um, the last time I got really excited about something was getting in competitive shape because it did take my knowledge to another level. And I remember him and I would be meeting every week and I'd come home and I'm like, bro, I'm, this is crazy, dude. I'm noticing <laughs> this and I'm noticing that. And I'd I be sharing, yeah. sharing stuff with him that, you know, it's all, it was all science and all information that I knew, but I had never really applied to myself. And I had a, that was a lot of fun for me. Mm-hmm. Competing was a lot. So it's not like that long ago. It was, that was just a couple of years ago that I was competing. So I was having a lot of fun. But that's it. In order to have fun for me, I need to like challenge myself in a yeah. completely new arena now within fitness. Then, and, yeah. and that was something for me. So, you know, if I, but I also don't think, I don't think you want that to be your your driver because I look no, at that. No, it goes away. How can, they, how can right. it be consistent? It reminds me of people that that let love listening to all these motivational speaker guys. Like mm. I was just looking at, um, what's his name? Andy Versella for the first form guys. I sent that over to you oh, okay. to, to look into okay. that, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, you know, listen to this stuff. And I like the stuff that he's saying. But then I think about like all the people that like have to follow and listen to that. It's like, it's all a lot of the same stuff. You know, it's this hype and motivation. Fucking get your shit together and grind and people that are telling you How this. bad do you want it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of that stuff. And I'm just not a real big fan of that. Not because I, I watch it and listen to it. I'm like, fuck yeah. I, like, yeah. I, I get that same feeling. It does feeling. affect you. But, yeah, it yeah. does affect me too positively like that. But then I, but I'm also very aware that it's, it's a false motivation. It's not real. It's not internal. It's not intrinsic, right? I'm not the one who's, who's doing that. And that will be short lived. I think this is kind of the same thing it too. Is. If you rely on the gym to be fun, you'll probably stop investing at one point. It is. I remember like the first time I went into a Gold's, I was uh, 18 and I remember walking in and I saw a T-bar row, but the like legit one, not with the chest pad, not the not the weak sauce one, but the actual T-bar <laughs> row. Yeah. And I saw it and I got so fucking excited because I'd seen Arnold use a T-bar row and pumping iron. I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> they got one. Yeah. But now, I mean, now for me, I, I work out. I still enjoy it. I still like it. Um, I, I'm extremely consistent. I almost never miss workouts unless I'm on a trip or something. Um, so I still enjoy it, but it's not this exciting, super exciting, fun thing. It's just I enjoy what it does for me. I enjoy the process. It can be very meditative. Um, and that's pretty much it. And I, I think that's the key. That's the key. You, know, I, you, you know, know what I think is fun and exciting is that I know that I put the work in and the time in to learn. And so I love that I have that tool. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have, I have uh, over all, all these years of doing so many different things and pushing myself to different levels within the space. It's a very good feeling to have that in my back pocket to know that anytime I want, I can completely morph and change my physique. I can make myself feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. I know I have that. Knowing you have that the full control. Is there. Yeah, the knowledge is there. Then it's only a matter of applying it in whatever direction that you want to go. I like that. I find mm-hmm. that fun. I, I, and that's what I meant by the splurging thing is I find it cool that I can let off the throttle for a few months and maybe put my energy towards another part of my investing in another part of my life that's showing me different types of returns, whether that be family and relationship or money and business. And I can enjoy all the fruits from that and be not so heavily focused on fitness and not be scared either that mm-hmm. like, oh my God, I lost all my, like yeah. 10 years ago, looking at the way I look and feel right now, I would be freaking out. Mm-hmm. 10 years ago, knowing what I built my physique up to just three, four years ago, seeing where it's at and then seeing where I'm at right now, 
I would be shitting myself. But the level of confidence that I have in myself and knowledge and experience, it's not a big deal to me. Yeah, I, get I, back whenever you want. I, yeah, I know exactly what it would take me to get back to at whatever point I want to get to. Exactly. Anyway. You know, here's a good challenge. If you're one of those people that needs that kind of motivation and that fun, I challenge you to complete every MAPS program. You'll, you'll, you'll have at least a year of right. motivation the entire time. <laughs> right. Complete anabolic, yeah. complete performance, yeah, without complete dropping off. aesthetic, complete, like f- do all of them and uh, that'll get you through that whole, like, I need to have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Next question is from Banana Yanana. <laughs> what is your opinion on all the hype around Veganuary? This <laughs> oh is, my God. <laughs> this is- They're just coming up with whatever. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant marketing. Brilliant. To, I, na- to name a month and then January. say, here's everybody try veganism for a month. You know how many people are going to fucking try? It's blowing up. I've, I've seen so many people Is on it? social media. Yeah. I never heard of so it. I'm on both sides of this, right? I really like it and I'm really not a fan of it. So uh, I'm not a fan of veganism. I like Movember better. But I do. Yeah, I like Movember too. Yep. But I do like and I, and I, and I do subscribe to people you know, going vegan for a month or trying that. I think it. I think it'll teach you a lot about yourself, your relationship with food. You might notice some really positive effects. Your body. What I don't like, and the unfortunate part, is I do know that a majority of the people that will go through this will also all of a sudden now attach themselves to. Oh my God, it's the diet, and oh I can't. Mm-hmm. Believe, and then all of a sudden it'll become an ism, you know, and then it turns into that. So, but I think it would be a, a great thing. I would totally do this. I would. We're doing it with keto right now, right? We all just yeah. kind of fasted, and then we said we're going to run keto. It's probably going to be yeah, about. You a just mo- have to follow uh, veganuary with what would we come up with February, right? Like some kind of carnival. Go the opposite way, right? Focused. Go keto. Yeah. Go hard keto, yeah, and then maybe like- go somewhere in between with paleo, and then you move into to like a. Carb cycling month, whatever. Like, you know, Steve, <laughs> that doesn't yeah. work. No, uh, yeah. I, I think it's. Uh, I just like. It. First off, people trying this, I think it's good because it's exposing them to new foods. It's exposing them to cutting other foods out. If people are aware enough, it could show them. You know, positives, negatives, all kinds of stuff. As now, long as they don't attach themselves. I'm to it. getting, I'm getting. Now that Doug has pulled this up on the screen, uh, though, they're I'm getting, blasting you with like. Yeah, this is the. <laughs> well, that's why you brilliant. feel bad about yourself. No, no, this is brilliant. If for for animal lovers, <laughs> because I, I guarantee you, this is motivated by, not by we want everybody to become a vegan because it's healthy, but by we don't want anybody to eat animals. Hundred yeah. percent. Brilliant well, yeah. marketing because they've been trying a long time to get people to become vegan and the ways they've been doing it is stupid. Yeah. It's so bad. Like what the health documentary, complete bullshit, terrible. You know, the way they presented everything was so biased and so terrible. Or you have these PETA campaigns that they just turn people off. Uh, there yeah. was one that I posted on the forum where it said, eat chicken and your, 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 your child will have a small dick. Not making that up. Are you Google that. shitting me? Not, did you guys didn't see it in the what? forum? What? Uh, trying to say that the chemicals in chicken, in chicken cause- Makes so much sense yeah. now, though. Anyway. Oh, my mom hated chicken. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> your mom ate horse? Uh, so br- this is brilliant because when you get- Mine pe- ate bison. When you create a, a, um, like a trend- um, and you get everybody on board with a trend, like you said, like Movember. Look what that did. That yeah. got everybody trying to grow a mustache. a mustache. This is absolutely brilliant. This is going to get a lot of people to try to be vegan because everybody could do something for a month, right? I like I think, Pumptober. Let's do for us. I think everybody can be like, I won't <laughs> yeah. eat meat for a month, so I'm going to try veganism. Right. I dare you to listen to Mind Pump every day for months. Yeah. See what happens. Yeah. Let's, let's create a month of your mind, mind up, right? Yeah. Month of Mind Pump. Yeah. Pump. Pump February. 
No. Yeah, no, I'm 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 cool with it. I mean, I think because we we've all been, and I'm probably the person who asked this question. Probably thought we would slam it or be all anti. I, I'm not I'm not a fan of the bullshit marketing like you were talking about right now, like what the health and all that stuff. I think there's lots of benefits to somebody eating this way for a while. Just, I think it's unfortunate how many people get manipulated though mm-hmm, into it because mm-hmm. then it turns into something like just six months ago you didn't give a shit about the cows. Now all of a sudden yeah. you care big time yeah. about the cows. You know but you know the general rules apply. You want to you want to eat vegan? Uh, stay away from the heavily processed foods. I know way too many people who are like, oh, I'm, yeah. you know, I, I went vegan, Which is tough man, and I feel terrible or I gained body fat or whatever. And I look at what they were eating. And it was so poorly planned. It was like, you know, potato chips and it was processed. Uh, vegan foods that are made to taste like bacon. Is it most just a bunch of is shit? It, is it most yeah. all soy caca too? Uh, soy is altered. Soy is very, very, very altered. Heavily uh, covered in, um, you know, glyphosates. And Which I feel like, like that. most people that are vegan, like eighty percent of the diet makes up of soy products. Soy, soy has very little flavor, and you can mold it and make it taste like a lot of different things. So when you go to the store and you're thinking to yourself, I want to eat a vegan burger, it's probably soy. And they've they've, you know, engineered the fuck out of it to make it taste like beef or whatever. So stay away from the processed foods and plan out your meals so you get your nutrients. Probably a good idea to take a multivitamin, but if you if you do it for just a month, you're probably gonna be okay. Um, and that's Enjoy pretty much those it. Beans. Oh, Doug, is that saying the uh, these are all vegan products? Yes. Oreos, Cliff, Doritos. Dude, it's marketing. Yeah. Okay, hold on a second. Stop at the top real quick, wow. Doug. Wow. So here's what it says. The foods that you can eat that are vegan. Now, they're very smart because what they're trying to do is they're trying to entice. Pasta. They're trying to yes. entice people. Of course. Pasta, spaghetti, uh, bread, peanut butter, ketchup, mustard, hot sauces, rice, jelly, hummus, french fries, porridge, bagels, Oreos, you know, Doritos, Lay's, Pringles. They are, what they're trying to do is they're yeah, looking you know, But can I, can I just say right now that if you ate off that list right there, you would be fucked. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're getting fat. Yeah, dude, you're yeah. getting fat. You're yeah. fucked if you're yeah. eating off that list right there. Because you're going right to be hungry and you're just going to keep wine, going. Wine, Pinot. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. If, you're, if you're like, fuck, this vegan thing is legit. Yeah, I'm, a, yeah. I'm about this bro, right here. Bro. I get M&M's. I'm going yeah, to make myself yeah. an M&M Cheeto Oreo sandwich today. This yeah. is fucking rad. Bro, I'm all look, about this diet. Look at this with a marketing eyes though of course brilliant because you know they went to oreo and whatever like hey we want to list yeah. your food meet people on vegan food shitty diets are at oh so smart very smart check this out 30 days of fitness is on youtube it's a new workout every single day all of them work together we slowly progress you we add mobility in there as well it's free it's absolutely for free all you gotta do is go to our channel mind pump tv subscribe to that channel set yourself up for notifications so you can see when we post up a new workout. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now, plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. 
If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support. And until next time, this is Mind Pump. <laughs>